You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're in the quiet part of the offseason as we get ready for mini camps all across the league. we got the rookies getting their work in, the new additions for a lot of uh, teams also looking good in their new uniforms. So a lot of excitement around the corner. Training camp will be here soon enough. Then the preseason games fantasy football draft time, and the season here to start getting points on the board. Well, before we do that, we've got to look at the early expert consensus rankings. We've looked at the quarterbacks so far, looked at, based on those rankings, who's been overrated, who's been underrated. We'll go to the sleeper side of things to start with running back, then we'll get to the potential bust there on the next show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. So covering all our bases here with fantasy early to see where we're going with these rankings and what players are likely to be adjusted up as we get more information going through training camp and the preseason. So a lot of good stuff there to keep breaking down for you here. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available for you on all platforms. All right, let's uh, dive right into the running backs that I've identified. I've got nine running backs here. We'll go a little bit deeper at wide receiver when we get to that position. But we'll stick with a a good, fine nine here. These are players I think, again, are going to outperform their current ranking slash average draft position or ADP. Now, Joe Mixon is an elite fantasy football back. He emerged that way, and he's kind of buried as the kind of middle of the road uh, there RB1, which is fine, I mean, with his production and volume. But to me, I don't see a situation where Joe Mixon's Numbers really drop off all that much. He's very effective. He's eating up all the touches. Proved he was very durable last year. They made some upgrades to the offensive line in Cincinnati with Alex Kappa. They added Ted Karras. Then the big move was adding Lael Collins. So this blocking overall up front is good for Cincinnati. They're a little bit more established defensively. They're not going to necessarily be a passing shootout type team. Just force with Joe Burrow. That's why we adjusted Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow I think was a little bit high there. Looking at him as the number six QB there, it is a QB one. Mixon's a little low, uh, not there in the top five. So, again, people are always skeptical about Mixon. I was last year. I didn't see that big year coming. But when you have Joe Burrow and some respect in the passing game, and you can play off that in the running game, that's what we saw. Mixon did score quite a bit. And he also got better volume than we thought. We thought maybe Samaj P. Ryan or Chris Evans or someone would uh, cut into his role that much. It didn't happen. Now, Mixon could be scaled back a little bit. P. Ryan did get in at kind of unopportune times when we're looking for big games for Mixon and fancy. He still produced plenty of those, and I think he's reliable in a good scoring offense. He's going to get the job done. The volume is going to still be there. So Mixon, I still think, can finish in the top three there. A little bit underrated, but not that much. But Mixon, I do like his profile here to deliver more big numbers in 2021. It might go downhill from there as he hits the age wall a little bit and the durability catches up with him. But one more big year out of Joe Mixon, I will not be surprised. Another guy that's around 
the borderline of a RB1, RB2 is DeAndre Swift. And I really like a lot of situations here for DeAndre Swift. He's going to stay healthy. He's due to do that. You also look at the offensive line. Very sturdy. Not a weakness at all up front for the Lions. You also have a little bit more dangerous passing game. You had uh, DJ Chark in free agency. You had uh, Jameson Williams. So stretching the field, spreading out a little bit. You also figure TJ Hawkinson is going to be a little bit healthier here to help. I think they'll also have more options in the 12 personnel to help with the two tight end sets and help Swift as run blockers there to uh, complement what they have offensive line, including Taylor Decker and uh, Pinay Sewell, and some uh, good edge players there. Swift is a guy who can get on the outside and make things happen. So we've been waiting for the big gear from Swift. I think he usually finishes inside the top 10 with his production. He's a very good receiver. We know that. Again, these extra weapons are going to help open things up for the running game and Swift's value as a short to intermediate receiver as well. So I expect a big year for DeAndre Swift. The Lions offense could be a lot more productive than people think, especially now Amon Ross St. Brown is established as a slot threat inside. Hawkinson down the seams, and I think you'll see Chark and Williams add that field-stretching element as well to open up the checkdowns here for Jared Goff. And keep that in mind is that Goff is not always going to be able to push the ball downfield with his arm, so having the checkdown option here with Swift is going to be pretty big. So... Half-point PPR, that's what we're looking at for these guys. And I think Mixon and Swift, with that ability in the passing game, add to the volume and add to not much else behind them. It's all coming down to staying healthy here, and you should trust that from both of these guys as they get 20 to 25 touches per game. Now, Leonard Fournette, I think, is being a little bit underrated. He's down there at a borderline RB1, RB2 as well. But Leonard Fournette finishes RB7, just like his jersey last year in half-point PPR. Look, I know they have some uh, mouths to feed here, but Ronald Jones is gone. You have Giovanni Bernard. We'll see if he makes a team at all. There you have Keyshawn Vaughn, and they used a draft pick on Rashad White from Arizona State. So a little bit of a crowd, but White is still going to get his feet wet in the NFL. Vaughn has shown limited punch there. Bernard has been a good receiver, but they've trusted Fournette quite a bit. It's also the tie-in with Tom Brady. This is the last year for Brady. They've had Fournette as a nice part of the offense. Really, the offensive line took a hit in uh, Kappa, we said, uh, going to help the Bengals. But another thing you look at is Ali Marpet leaving. But you do have Shaq Mason there to help fill in the holes. You still have your bookend tackles, Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs. And Ryan Jensen is back at center. So the principles here for the Bucks' offensive line are back, as well as their dangerous passing game. Ability to finish drives well with Brady. So Fournette's still in a very good position here. Don't read in too much to having Vaughn and White there added to Bernard. I mean, just taking Ronald Jones out of the equation, one guy who can pill for some touchdowns, is pretty big here for Fournette in Tampa. All right, those are my three kind of top sleepers in that uh, RB1 range that you should consider that are underrated among their peers there in the top 12 in half-point PPR fantasy football, according to consensus expert rankings on fantasy pros. We'll get into six more guys, including three more RB2s, and then three... Borderline RB2, RB3 flex, who have a lot of value here in uh, 2022. Before we do that, I got to tell you about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. And there's a lot of good action going on. We're kind of into the USFL, but we're more interested in the NFL futures that are there. Next season's NFL futures are available right now at Bet Online there for you. Then you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including what's going on with this year in the basketball playoffs, in the NBA, and the hockey playoffs, in NHL, 
People are looking for Larry Larry O'Brien Trophy and the Stanley Cup. People are into the second round in the NBA, looking uh, to get rid of the first round here in NHL. But a lot of games still yet to be played to determine the champion there. So check that out. Major League Baseball, we know it's a good time for that as you kind of understand the teams a little bit better now that we're in the established second month. So that's where you can get all what you need there involving those sports, uh, basketball, hockey, and baseball. Again, you can look ahead to the NFL, but you can also have uh, fighting there with uh, boxing and MMA. Combat sports are available to you. So a lot of good stuff there at BetOnline. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we'll continue the show, breaking down uh, some more running back sleepers uh, in relation to their rankings so far. These are underrated players, I think, right now, and I think we'll see some market adjustment accordingly as we get closer to the season. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available, just like every show here on the Locked On Network on all platforms. Cam Akers comes up here. Now, the Rams had big plans for Cam Akers last year. We know he had an injury. They wanted to bring him back in the Super Bowl. He wasn't quite ready to be up to speed to play at the highest level. So, Daryl Henderson finished with a bit of an injury there. Sonny Michelle has gone from the equation. They went out and used a late draft pick on Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, a smaller back with some versatility, maybe to give them some pass catching there when Akers and Henderson are not available. But Cam Akers should come back strong. The injury is behind him. The Rams want to treat him like Todd Gurley, give him good volume with Sean McVay. I think it's still a defensive-minded team. The passing game is still dangerous there with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, but all the attention Cup gets and being afraid of Stafford's big arm and the throws downfield, it's going to pull the safety attention, pull some double teams, open up some nice fronts. And I really like Joe Noteboom there in the starting lineup there as uh, the replacement for Andrew Whitworth, so a little bit younger there in a different spots, a better run-blocking unit there. So Cam Akers in a really good spot, and we know when Matthew Stafford's in trouble, he's going to look at Akers as a very valuable check down. So Akers is healthy. I think you're looking at him uh, right now. He's at 17, 18, in that range there for an RB2. I think he's a guy that could easily finish in the top 12 with his role as the Rams. Again, at heart, they're running and defensive-minded team. They want to open it up and keep it uh, honest in the passing game and make those big plays and be aggressive, but they know that uh, you pass to score and you run to win, and Akers can certainly be a big part of that plan as they try to defend their Super Bowl title. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the Cowboys took some hits in the offensive line for sure. Lael Collins and Connor Williams. Collins, we talked about, is now in Cincinnati. Williams is now in Miami. We'll talk about how that helps another player here in fantasy, but looking at Zico Elliott, this uh, Cowboys team also invested pretty well in the offensive line. I think they really like Tyler Smith there, playing with Tyron Smith, giving them a little bit more punch and youthful exuberance there with their first-round pick. So a lot of good things to see in this uh, run blocking. I also like the potential of the 12 personnel quite a bit. They did draft Jake Ferguson there to complement Dalton Schultz. So I think you'll see some more two tight end sets. There's uh, Kellen Moore adjust things a little bit without Michael Gallup uh, being a number three right now. You have CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup together with Noah Amari Cooper. So that opens things up. And Schultz was a big part of what they did. So I think the 12 personnel having the extra blockers, having a little bit more youth up front. Those are all things that are going to help Ezekiel. I know Tony Pollard could come into his value still. But Elliott still has something left on the tank. And when the Cowboys are scoring and front running, 
year with their offense, Elliott tends to produce. So I think it's one of those years, like, we were down, like we were with Joe Mixon last year. What is his role going to be? Are guys going to cut into it? What's the durability going to be? And then all of a sudden, Mixon rejuvenates himself. So I think this could definitely play out again with Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. Now, Damian Harris, people are looking at, okay, the the Patriots again use draft picks and running backs there. So what are they going to do? They got Pierre Strong. They got Kevin Harris here. You got Ramondre Stevenson. How do we feel about Damian Harris, especially with Josh McDaniels gone? Well, Harris is pretty consistent. We know that he finished uh, just outside the QB1 or RB1s last year. Very reliable. And Stevenson's a good change of pace. These other guys, I think, are more replacements for Brandon Bolden and their depth. Rex Burkhead trying to get a swing back up in there. So I still think it's going to be more about Harris and Stevenson. And people want to flip the page to Stevenson. But Harris was very productive last year when healthy. He plays off this uh, passing game really well. He can be a part of the passing game as well for Mac Jones. So we like Damian Harris. Again, I think the... Patriots like him a lot as well. I think the shift from McDaniels may be less reliant on opening it up in the passing game and focusing on the running game. Patriots still have a pretty good run-blocking offensive line here. So it all lines up. Damian Harris, again, finished pretty well as an RB2 last year. Again, Stevenson is still going to be there and get some touches, but that was the case last year. I just don't think you're reading too much too strong and Harris both being picked here. Let's hope it's not too confusing committee-like, but... Harris fees on the field. Again, that's what it comes down to with uh, most of these guys, and that's how you have to look at them right now and not worry too much about that because durability is going to be an issue with all running backs. We've seen that over the years. So Damian Harris, really like him at uh, where he's ranked now, buried in the RB2s. All right, there's three more players i like to talk about as uh, standout sleepers, underrated players in fantasy football here at running back for 2022. I do have to tell you, this episode is brought to you by Brock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind are often pointless for seemingly intimidating questioning. And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Just take the Honda Odyssey fuel pump. You can pay $353 at a change store or get it only for $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, more relevant new carpet. I needed to, to get some tough parts for my Honda Accord and my Ford C-Max. They took care of me there at Rock Auto. I had a good search feature, found exactly what I wanted. So we encourage you that... You need to go check out what you need for your cars because they're going to take care of you there at Rock Auto. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about Spock so they know what they sent you? Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's all available to you at rockauto.com. All right, it's time to close the show looking at three more standout sleepers. And these are all players that it could all creep into that RB1 conversation. I'll hint at that, especially in half-point PPR. That's what we're looking at. The expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire comes up. Now, he's in the 20s here at running back, but this is a running back overdue for a big impact. I think that pass-catching value is still going to be there, and it's going to be expanded here. Without Tyreek Hill... You need some check down ability here in the middle of the field. I know you got Sky Moore in the draft and you've got Juju Smith Schuster and Marquez Valdez Scantling, but 
Edwards Hilaire should have been used more. I and mean, this is Andy Reid. I mean, this is kind of disappointing that he hasn't u- been used that more as a receiver. But partly it's because they liked uh, one Daryl Williams as a role. So that kind of has uh, curbed Edwards Hilaire's value in that uh, situation where Daryl Williams was there. He was a good run blocker and pass protector there so they could keep him out on third downs. Well, now he's gone. And Edward Delaire can have maybe have that more feature role. We know Ronald Jones is in the mix as well. He's behind Edward Delaire, but he's not a pass catcher. He doesn't have that capacity. So they changed things up where the backup is a little bit different. Edward Delaire is going to be leaned on more as a receiver and as a runner here. They need to adjust a little bit, play off that dangerous downfield passing game, still with Patrick Holmes minus Hill, get the ball in Edward Delaire's hands, and uh, there'll be games that they're going to be winning more short-term intermediate passing in the defense. And that could definitely factor in Edwards Lair in that plan. So really like Clyde Edwards Lair to have an impact beyond just the running here. I think he's teased out a little bit. He has to stay healthy, which I think will be the case. He's got good blocking up front to Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, and they're just solid in the interior. So everything lines up for Edwards Lair, including the departure of Darrell Williams, which I think is the biggest factor in increasing his role and his production here in 2022. All right, one running back on the move, Chase Edmonds, very similar profile to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's now with the Dolphins. We talked about Connor Williams now being in Miami. So is Teron Armstead. So this offensive line a little bit better. Miles Gaskin is probably going to be canceled out by Chase Edmonds. So really he's in a good position to get a lot of touches here in Miami. And I think they're going to still lean on the backs a little bit, take pressure off Tua Tagovola. Because they want to get the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but these guys can also take short passes and turn into long gains. Edmonds is kind of in the same open field quickness type receiver and check down for Tua when they can't stretch the field with Hill. So that's going to open things up. Keep in mind, we said that with uh, one um, Jameson Williams in Detroit, that's going to help DeAndre Swift's role as a receiver. So Edmonds is kind of a poor man Swift in his uh, skill set here. They spent quite a bit. He was the first real free agent signing. If you go back, he was the guy... In the tampering period, the Dolphins jumped all over as the ideal back for their system, so that helps here. And keep in mind, the system is very valuable with Mike McDaniel as the head coach. It's a zone-blocking type scheme that we've seen with Kyle Shannon and the 49ers. Their other option is Raheem Mostert is their best option. We know he can't stay healthy. He's pretty old at this point. Edmund still has fresh legs. He was in that committee with James Conner, so he hasn't been worn down early. He was battling with Kenyon Drake and... uh, and even David Johnson, so he hasn't had a lot of mileage here, so Edmonds in a really good spot with Miami, whether it's uh, catching passes on shorter dump-offs here from Tua Tagovola or being effective in the running game, but they clearly have a number one back. And they paid Edmonds certainly like that in free agency. The final back that we'll talk about, he's a rookie. I think Brees Hall is rated right where he should be, late among the RB2s, but Kenneth Walker you can find into the 30s here. And this is Ken Walker III from Michigan State. He's now with the Seahawks. Now, people are saying buyer beware, that he's not a complete back, or he's not going to be out there for three downs. But look, can you trust Chris Carson to be out there? Absolutely not. Can you trust Rashad Penny to build on last year's finish and also be out there for three downs? Absolutely not. Do you trust either of these guys much as a receiver? And are we going to look at someone like Travis Homer or DJ Dallas coming into this role? No, we're not. They used a second-round pick for Kenneth Walker for a reason. They also upgraded the offensive line. I think they did the rookie triangle here, getting uh, Charles Cross to upgrade left tackle with Dwayne Brown gone, a little fresher legs, much younger there at left tackle. Abraham Lucas, another draft pick they made later. 
they're going to look at him as the right tackle. So two upgrades coming. These are big, nasty, strong blockers. You got Walker has good bounce to the outside. They're pretty decent on the inside here for Seattle. They're going to lean on the run, and people might be looking at Drew Locke and being worried are we going to be warded off a little bit by what they have there and not want to trust the running game that's playing off Drew Locke in the passing game. But I think they lean more on Walker. This is early stages of Russell Wilson again when they had Marshawn Lynch. Go into more beast mode with Walker. I think he's can he can hold up for three downs. Again, he did that all in his career with Sparty. That's why they took him in the second round. I don't think it was a luxury pick. I think it was a necessity pick for the Seahawks, given they can't trust Carson or Penny, that combination, to be available on the field at all. So Walker, we know good availability, durability that he showed with the Spartans. So that's why he's in Seattle right now. So again, Brees Hall, everyone's on him, and I get get it. I like Brees Hall and his value. I just don't think he's underrated. Where I think with Kenneth Walker, you can definitely see that if he's into the 30s and people are looking, do I take Carson or Penny? No. If you're looking at a situation, always go with that young back with upside. We saw that with Jonathan Taylor. We saw that with DeAndre Swift. Go for the young back with upside in any of those situations. Do not try to piecemeal, okay, I'm going to hope that Carson or Penny works out and I'm going to get some value from him. No, go with the guy with the upside, the one that could be a feature back and payoff. So I like to swing more at the fences and running back, especially when I'm looking at RB3 value. And then Kenneth Walker gives you exactly that. So Walker just basically has better draft status right now that you can get him at cheaper than that way you can get Brees Hall. And that's why he's the guy over Brees Hall. I like both these rookie running backs quite a bit. I think Hall is going to have a lead role there with Michael Carter being complimentary to the Jets. But Walker... Could be a guy that here could see 20 to 25 touches pretty soon out of the gate. I don't think they have very much confidence that Carson is healthy, is my read. If they did, they wouldn't have used a high draft pick. And then Penny's a guy they've been lukewarm all along since they took him in the first round. We'll see. I think he finished strong. I think anything, he's a swing backup right now for Walker. I think they're just going to be too impressed in training camp what he does as a power runner playing off that new offensive line with the two tackles to say, if you're not the man, we're not going to give you the opportunity there. So, excuse my little uh, under-the-weatherness here, but fighting through, that's what we do all off-season long on Lockdown Fantasy Football. That takes care of looking at our nine standout pull-out sleepers that we're looking at at running back all across the board there for you, from the RB1s to RB2s to RB3s that we want to look at that can have a big impact here in 2022. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Again, we're free and available on all platforms. Now you can also check out another show that's available. Now make Lockdown NFL your second listen. The schedule is dark for now without games. We'll have an actual schedule later this week, and we'll have fallout with that here on Lockdown Fantasy Football as well later in the week on Friday. And the NFL, that's the biggest topic. Uh, who's going to play who when? We already know the opponents here, but we want to get into that and the NFL never stops, neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus Locked On NFL local hosts representing all 32 teams. There's no off-season for real fans, so make sure you subscribe to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts here. This has been Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll check you out tomorrow. We look at the flip side and the running back potential bus overrated players based on their current expert rankings for fantasy football 2022.